we're back with your favorite, my favorite, everyone's favorite therapy-themed podcast, and I'm here with my favorite therapist, Therapy Jeff. How are you, Jeff? Good. Hello. I'm great. Although, it, it, it snowed in Portland yesterday. Whoa. The most snow we've gotten since 1943. Whoa! Global warming. I here know, we are. Just inches of snow all over the place, which totally shuts everything down in Portland. Nobody knows how to handle the snow in the Pacific Northwest. We're all okay with it. Everyone's just staying inside and being cozy, trying not to go outside and slip and slide their car on the icy roads. Oh my gosh, yeah. Mess. You guys really don't know how to... How to you, you can handle rain, though. You oh get my that. God, we're so good with rain. So good with rain. We just get, get water and it's frozen state and all of a sudden no one knows what to we do. We lose our shit. Yeah. Yeah. So. I'm talking like I'm an expert, please. I always forget that I have to unbury my car. So anytime it snows, I'm always mm-hmm. 10 minutes late to where mm-hmm. I'm going. But do you, it was it like that bad where you had to like do some un, un Yeah. It got up to 12 inches in some areas. Which is, <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. It is so weird. And it's so close to March. And so it feels good. And it was like just 60 degrees a week ago. And now it's 25 degrees and we're covered in snow. Oh it's my bizarre. Gosh. Yeah. Uh, this reminded me of this. Have you ever seen the, there, I think this was, I don't know, some TikTok or something that went around where it was the guy saying like, Hey, we, we got six inches of snow. That's a lot. Is that a lot, ladies? Is that a lot? <laughs> and then, like, all of the comments, like, the video is hilarious because, like, is it? I'm just checking. I mean, is it, like, I hear, is it a lot? Is that a good And <laughs> all the comments in that video are one of the funniest, like, they are hilarious. If you can find this video somewhere, I highly recommend finding it and looking at the comments because the comments will be like, the weatherman, uh, uh, promised eight but it's really six and something like that and it's just so funny where he relates it to you know penis size which yes did you also hear that that's uh there was a recent study that shows that the average penis size has increased in the last like 50 years i had no idea what is it but what was it before and what is it now do you know uh before i want to say it was around like five point something and this is erect right. and now it's I, I can't get the i don't remember the exact numbers but i think it's like a little shy of six inches but this is the and you you know most people are like wow yeah that's great dicks are getting bigger sure. uh not really the best thing because mm. it it's a flaccid penis and a stretched penis have not grown in length, but it's just when it's erect, which is making cardiologists worry that it's because of maybe endocrine disruptors or something going on with blood flow that oh. we're getting to, like, why is this happening? And oh. yeah, so That's interesting. I'm sure there are going to be follow-up studies. And <laughs> I hope there is. Yeah. I need to look yeah. into that. That sounds so interesting. Yeah. Have you ever measured yours? I think yeah, it's like a Is coming of age. Question to ask no, <laughs> you have to. But I, I, I mean, you don't have to, I guess. But it was like something that we talked about growing up, like me and my yeah. friends, teenagers, yeah. and also like where do you start measuring it? That is the question. Yes, is they the did question. say this was all. Uh, they did not accept any self reports. This was all done. <laughs> they made sure in studies to say that this was all all gathered uh, by mm-hmm. researchers who were measuring from the same place every time. So. <laughs> Uh-huh. Oh, that's really funny. Yeah. So just a little aside, you know, just a little, little, little amuse-bouche to what we're talking about today. Yeah. <laughs> well, how are you doing, though? We haven't checked in with you. Oh, 
I'm doing great. I mean, it's, it's snowing, but we're used to it over here. Um, I was tricked this morning. I got outside and it, I, it's sunny all the time in Denver, even when it snows. And so I, I was like, oh, I just need a light jacket. It's probably not that cold. And then I get outside and like taking care of my dog and doing the whole thing. And I'm like, oh my God, my hands, I'm freezing. Oh, oh, I, ah, and I, I couldn't find a trash can to, to throw her stuff in. And so I'm like holding it. I thought I was going to get de- like frostbite on my fingers. Ugh. I Then I checked the temperature and it's negative seven. What? And I'm like, what the hell was I doing outside without gloves like a fool? So yeah, it took me like 20 minutes to warm my fingers back up. I never had mm. a feeling like that where I'm like, oh, wow, this is scary. like cold. Yeah. And yeah, so... I now I now I keep a, a pair of gloves. So, you know, you're not used to the, the snow and I'm clearly not used to temperatures below Mm-mm. like thirty degrees coming from California. So that was my only little little <sighs> we need thing to get our that shit happened together. today. But besides that, yeah. everything's great. Good. No complaints. Good. Good to hear no it. No complaints. Mm-hmm. No complaints from us, but a lot of <laughs> complaints slash not complaints, not complaints at all. More questions and right. comments because Jeff and I both, in preparation for this episode, opened up our uh, DMs and everything, our little question and answer box on, mm-hmm. on the old IG, and got some wonderful questions from you lovely listeners. And we're going to just do like rapid fire Q&A. Yeah, I don't know if I... I mean, do you think that you actually can do rapid fire, Sarah? Absolutely not. (laughs) No chance. Me? Please. Yeah. You ask me how I'm doing, and I give you a 20-minute answer. Yeah, I know. We're going to... I'm going to, like, try to contain Sarah into, like, rapid fire answers, but I cannot promise. No promises. Yeah. We're making no no promises. It'll be... We're going to... I'll kick it off asking you the first one because this one everybody's dying to hear. I know the answer <laughs> I to. Get it so and often, it's I'm sure you do. Look, yeah. it's taken me this long to just ask the question, so we'll see. Like, okay, <laughs> rapid fire question number one: Jeff, are you single and straight? Yes, yes, and yes, I am single, and I always feel like it's a kind of a letdown to let everybody know that I'm not queer Uh, because I feel like there's a lot of people that follow me that think that maybe I'm gay or I'm queer and I'm just sort of like come off that way. And I have this like really great supportive queer community who follows me on Instagram and TikTok. And then whenever I tell them like I'm heterosexual, it's just like, really are you? (laughs) And yes, unfortunately I am. And there's nothing I can do about it. Right. <laughs> so, um, just getting that out of the way. I am single. Yeah. It's, it's funny that they're, they're, they're bummed. You're bumming out the gay community. They I know they were really hoping they had a chance. You don't have a chance. I'm really sorry. Mm. But you know, like Weezer says, everyone's a little queer. So I love that song. Maybe I'm, there's something <laughs> like, I need to just like be a little more open or explore. I have no idea. I'm going to try to do my best people, but I'm not sure. You should count on me. Okay. Well, I like the openness. I like yeah. the, that's, that's good. That's, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Everyone's a little queer. Mm-hmm. Like it's a spectrum, right? Exactly. A scale. So somewhere on yes. the spectrum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I identify as queer, but so there you go. There yeah. you go. Sarah's queer. She's not letting And that's down. like unsuspecting. You yeah. wouldn't know. Uh-huh. So maybe I, I got, I did when I was on the, the real world. I was mm-hmm. in my first heterosexual relationship. Prior to that, I had only been in relationships with women. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, just to like to my own horn here, Curve Magazine voted mm-hmm. me in like the top 20 most eligible like women. Hey. So, 
Lizzie's love your gal. Sarah, and I love him too. So, uh, Jeff is is not single, uh, or is single, Mm -hmm. and is straight. I am single. I am straight. I mean, and this question, I get this question because there's sort of like people being like, "Mm, should I slide into your DMs? Oh. I mean, go for it. But I think that I'm not, like, shoot your shot. But I'm not checking my DMs for... Uh, people that are interested or flirting with me. I've, I've okay. fallen for that a few times and I've like uh-huh. met some like really cool people, but it just doesn't work out. So try where to find do, me on the dating Where do you apps. go for, oh, dating apps. Okay. Mm-hmm. Try to find me on the yeah. dating app or like come up to me in person. That's okay. your best Okay. See, hear that people? Shoot your shot IRL. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There we go. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. The, I love this question. Should I give my ex a chance? He lied and cheated, but he's been in therapy for two years and wants to get back together. What are your thoughts about Sarah, relationships? I just like want you to give a, a yes or no answer here. Oh my God. Oh. Come on. Yes. What is it? I yes. say yes. I say yes, yes too. I say yes. yes. They've been in therapy for two years. Yes. They've been working really hard. I'm going to go ahead and give you another chance. I mean, if you want, right? If you're like right. feeling des- the desire on your end too. Go for it. If, but if they hadn't been working on it, on themselves for the last couple of years, and it's like, eh, eh, probably not, you know? Yeah. I mean, two years? That's like, a lot of growth can happen then. Yeah. A whole lot yeah. of growth. Yeah. Give that guy a chance. Okay. <laughs> next question. When should I move in with my partner? Uh, you know, whenever the fuck you want to, I guess. Like when you feel like you've, you've reached some sort of like place in your relationship. You know what? Actually... Any time after the honeymoon period. I would, that is such a great answer. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I would say it has to be at a stage where the relationship has matured enough for you guys to be able to have some difficult conversations, be in a more uh, consistent routine and, and maybe kind of understand what things will look like more on the day to day than you know, as my mom used to say, everybody can have fun at Disneyland, but who you want to be with on traffic in traffic on the way home. So it's like <laughs> knowing how they're going to be in traffic on the way home, not just at Disneyland. Do you think that you should move in with your partner before you marry them? If you're looking to get married, <sighs> you know, I really a- ask me again in six months, <laughs> if I'm not engaged or married, I swear to God, I will go back on this. I'll be like, I should have never, I should have stuck to my rule. Cause I've always said mm. It all because studies show right. that women will uh, uh, be less satisfied in the relationship if you cohabitate before marriage or engagement, mm-hmm. and men will be more satisfied. So that kind of holds up, and in, in my experience, and you know, we're, we're going to see. So far, so good with this one, but you know, um. um Still haven't gotten rid of all of my like uh, you know we, I just moved in but I, I I'm I still have like I'm not giving anything to Goodwill mm. <laughs> like we'll see yeah. I have to Good move out uh-huh. I yes. so I, I maybe it's different at different times in in the relationship but I think once you hit that place where you feel like you're in a mature relationship mm-hmm. you're having some some grown up conversations about things and mm-hmm. and. Rent's expensive. Move in. Right. Exactly. I support that. Next question is, what do you do when the person you're breaking up with says that you've ruined their life? You throw that fucking comment in the garbage can. (laughs) 
Nobody else. You you are responsible for your own feelings. They are responsible for their own feelings. Mm-hmm. They are responsible for the story that they tell themselves about the experience and about the facts and mm-hmm. everything that just happened. Mm-hmm. You are not responsible for that. And imagine, oh my gosh, if somebody's giving you that much power, mm. I ruined your life. Well, damn, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm you're pretty weak. I'm pretty powerful. <laughs> Don't give anybody that much credit if you're saying that that they ruined their life. Nobody can do that. Yeah, no, I agree. Unless, you know, they actually get rid of your life. Then maybe, okay, sure. But, no. And they're probably, whether they know it or not, they're probably just saying that to you to hurt you. They feel hurt, so they want to hurt you. They want to make you feel responsible. You know, they're trying to make you feel guilty. We're not accepting it. No, we are not. And, And that, if you can maintain that and like hold on to that understanding that people like it's that annoying phrase hurt people hurt people mm-hmm. that but it's so true that mm-hmm. there is real energy that we we can put out and trying to make somebody else feel the same way we feel when we are feeling sad hurt mm-hmm. scared yeah all the above exactly so, mm-hmm. okay sarah how do you know if your therapist is a good fit for you Oh, I love this question because I hear from so many of my therapists that they have former therapists that they stuck with for too long or Mm -hmm. they didn't really connect with. Mm -hmm. Clients often feel like, especially when I first meet them or when I'm doing like consultation, like I'm interviewing them and like, no, you're interviewing me. You Mm -hmm. get to pick what therapist is the best fit for you? You are the, 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 the bachelor handing out the rose kind of thing. You know, (laughs) you get to decide who to say no to and who to work with. Mm -hmm. And, and it, you, it's not like a dentist where we're all doing the same work. Right. I think it's so important to find somebody that you, not I think, studies, everybody thinks that the relationship that a client has with their therapist is the number one predictor of how successful therapy will be mm-hmm. for that person. So find somebody who you connect with. I'm sure half of our listeners are like, Sarah's too over the top and she's too loud and <laughs> she is like too high energy. But then our other half of listeners might be like, that is the exact energy that I need totally. as a therapist. And a lot of our, my clients do come from listeners from the show. Mm-hmm. things like that. So it's, it's different. Find a therapist that you feel comfortable opening up to and like they will understand you. Mm-hmm. That feeling of like, oh, this person gets me. They don't have to 100% know, have like these shared experiences, but just like, yeah, I could probably like, feel comfortable mm-hmm. just being know. yourself and being myself being honest and transparent yeah. and yeah, exactly what Sarah says. The like most important part of a therapeutic relationship is the connection that you have with your therapist. Also like, you know, the other whatever 10 or 20% of it is like the type of interventions or theories they use. Mm-hmm. And so you want to make sure that there's a match there if it's important to you, which it should be. But like a lot of times the therapist is just sort of like this container 
that's containing all of your feelings and thoughts and emotions and all that. And you want to make sure that you can feel comfortable talking to them about anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Sarah's saying, you should interview therapists first yes. and you should, and sometimes you get to a, a spot where it feels like you're not growing anymore in therapy and you can bring that up with your therapist or you can just mm-hmm. go find another therapist that maybe has a different vibe or a different style. Yep. I always love to ask my clients, when will you know the therapy is over? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and because sometimes feel like they feel like, do I, some, do I still need this? Is my therapist going to tell me when it's over? Mm-hmm. You know, but just kind of keep that in mind. And, and mm-hmm. there you go. There you go. Yeah. Good question. All right. How about this one? How do you deal with the fading of new relationship energy? This is kind of the, uh, out of the honeymoon phase, moving towards, are we ready to move in yet? I mean, I, I grieve it. I'm sad about it. Right. Like I have to kind of like recognize that it's happening, that all of a sudden the new relationship energy, the honeymoon feelings, those like sparky chemistry, like feelings that were like there and really present all the time are no longer there. And it's a bummer and it's sad. And I'm not doing, we're not doing like the mutual positive projection where we're always giving each other the benefit of the doubt and and wearing the rose colored glasses. Like all that feels so good. But congratulations, now you're entering into the stage of the relationship to actually see if you're a good fit. And and you've done so good in the past, like in your honeymoon uh, phase where you've hopefully built like a really strong foundation or structure for you to rely on when things get a little wonky or funky. So like, let's take a look at what their imperfections are. You have a better understanding, maybe starting to have a better understanding of what their red flags are or limits or boundaries are. And let's get into like a real intimate relationship instead of like this fake one where you're projecting a bunch of stuff onto each other. Yeah. And it it can, you're in something that we have to, to grieve because it can feel like you're giving up or, or mm. losing, I don't know, certain exciting mm-hmm. things, parts of the, the mm-hmm. relationship. But I remind myself or I have to kind of to jump in and, and, and have the thought what is it that I ultimately want? Right. When it feels like, oh gosh, like we're really getting into that, like comfortable, you know, this is like status quo kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. this is that 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 was the goal. This was the goal when mm-hmm. I was dating. Like, you want to be with a partner who mm-hmm. it can be regular with, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. and. New and exciting is always fun. So maybe sometimes if you want to have some of those old feelings, remember to get those. We just need to introduce some novelty and mm-hmm. do some things that maybe feel a little bit. Um, yeah. Uh, things that make you a little zone. bit nervous. Yeah. Like, but that can also be exciting. Right. Because the same way a first date makes you nervous, but it's also exciting. Mm-hmm. It, exploring new things, learning more about your partner, connecting in different intimate, intimate ways, mixing things up a bit can make you feel a little nervous. But what if you just kind of like reframed that as excited? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Or end the relationship and find a new one. If you're so obsessed with being (laughs) in the honeymoon stage, but like Sarah's saying, like, what are your goals here? did you want to be in a long-term relationship? If so, you're eventually going to have to move past the new relationship energy honeymoon stage. Yes. Sarah is lying yes. about big things early on bad. <laughs> that is the next question. 
Yeah. Well, I'm going to say right off the bat, yes. Yes. You know, like uh, you can always say like what's good, what's bad, but this is a big old red flag. I would Here. say most importantly, uh, what are the things that we're lying about? Mm-hmm. And you know, if it's like, does my butt look big in this dress? <laughs> well, I actually want you to say yes because that's what I'm going for. But you know, something like that. Or, uh, or do I look old to you? How about that one? Lie to me. Lie, lie, lie. <laughs> but if it's something that makes you feel uncomfortable or you're feeling like he's, I would say he, that, that's not necessarily true. Okay. They are not being honest or mm-hmm. uh, not honest, but not being like open about something that affects your relationship. Mm-hmm. Then. That's that's it's important because yeah, probably it's going to be a consistent behavior. That's the thing. If they're doing it early on and they're doing big lies and not little tiny lies that maybe like will make you feel better or little white lies or something, then this is a huge red flag, yeah. and it's it's a really bad sign. And if you're like asking yourself, is this good or is this bad? It sounds like you want it to be okay. Like you're you're trying uh-huh. to find an excuse or a silver lining or something and you're already starting to kind of like gaslight yourself or something or totally throw away your you know deal breakers or non-negotiable lists that you created so it's a it's a yes lying about yeah. big things early on is bad yeah but uh, yeah and like if this were my client i would want them to come up with that mm-hmm. answer for themselves mm-hmm. so i i would ask okay well say that they, nothing changes that that Mm. I can't change them. They're going to be exactly the same. Mm-hmm. What would you have to do different? What? Mm-hmm. How are you? What's yeah. going on for you? Yeah. And then there's your continued. answer. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, lying is terrible, but I have something that's fantastic. And this is the truth. Uh, next Evo Naturals, I am so uh, grateful for the next Evo sleep compound, the sleep one, mm-hmm. but the capsules that are time released, mm-hmm. I have no idea what's been going on, but I, I just was waking up at like 3 a.m., can't get back to bed, mm-hmm. and I was already using the next Evo gummies. That I was falling asleep fine, no problem. Like, like none of that uh, tossing and turning, no. But I couldn't stay asleep, mm-hmm. so I... Uh, with my friend Susie, she, her mom was over and she was like trying her, all of her stuff out and she had the same problem and don't you know, it helped her sleep through the night. So I've been trying it out. Oh, thank goodness. And my, even my, my Apple watch is like, Oh, look at that. You've got a successful night of sleep. Thank you. So thank you so much to next Evo naturals for the CBD complex with like the fast release that gives me all the stuff that I need to, to stay asleep and get the good Z's. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I used to be an amazing sleeper until I got married and then my wife made me a horrible sleeper because she struggles with insomnia. And for some, mm-hmm. somehow, some reason like that insomnia, like bled over into me and then we got divorced and I was like, well, at least I'll be able to like sleep again. But <sighs> And I never went back to being like a really good sound sleeper until I started using Next Evo Naturals. The CBD complex like puts me to sleep and keeps me asleep the whole time. So I'm incredibly thankful to that. 
Um, I think that you should make CBD a part of reaching your full potential with Next Evo Naturals. Go to nextevo.com slash podcast and use the promo code CHANGES to get 20% off your first order of $40 or more. That's 20% off $40 or more at nextevo.com slash podcast with code CHANGES. Love it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, next question. Oh, this one is interesting. Am I gaslighting? Am I being gaslit? Or do we both just suck? <laughs> that question has no context. I have no None. idea <laughs> what it means. Um, I really enjoyed it, though. I have no idea <laughs> what the answer is. Um, am I gaslighting? Am I being gaslit? Or do we both just suck? What do you think that means, Sarah? Do you have any idea? <sighs> I think that we first have to make sure everybody has a, a, a good definition of, of gaslighting, mm, mm-hmm. of what that really is. Mm-hmm. So gaslighting, even the phrase, the phrase came from, I think it was a play mm-hmm. that was about a husband who was telling his wife that uh, uh, he was he was messing with the lights, mm-hmm. the, the, and she was saying like the the lights are on like or i don't know lights are out or lights are on whatever it was and something about the lights and he's like no you're crazy that's not happening as he's the one messing with them Mm -hmm. so her experience that he's creating Mm -hmm. and living he's telling her that that is is not what's happening which Mm -hmm. makes you totally feel like you're going crazy so that is Mm -hmm. where this came from and I feel like we're using that word for way too much mm, mm-hmm. for somebody point. just maybe being like, uh, uh, maybe omitting the truth mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. not, uh, or, uh, not directly communicating something. Right. So what is really happening here? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's, I, I kind of read the question as like, am I like making myself crazy? Are they making me crazy? Or do we both just suck? It's such a, I, I want, I, I still have no idea how to answer this question. Maybe you both suck. I, I, yeah. I, <laughs> Maybe it's one of those situations where the combo of mm. the two of you mm-hmm. is a toxic combo. Maybe you're uh, uh, the what is it called? The, the, when you're trauma bonded, maybe there's mm. some trauma. This kind of sounds like a little bit of that mm-hmm. because mm. there's something where you guys are triggering each other here. Yeah, that could be you're together and all of a sudden feels, things feel like really unstable or things feel really, um, you know, uh, like you keep on getting into fights or arguments and you can't like find things to agree on or I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. it could be that the connection that you have is just really toxic. Wow. And, and also, you know, now that I'm thinking about it with gaslighting, is it somebody's telling you there, there's the facts of the situation and then there's the story that we make from mm-hmm. the situation. Mm-hmm. So is somebody telling you that you're that the facts are not correct, mm-hmm. which would be gaslighting, mm-hmm. or is somebody telling you that they have a different story than you do, which mm-hmm. is not gaslighting. That's mm-hmm. just in having different interpretations of the event. Mm-hmm. Right. 
<laughs> That's for you to figure out. Good luck. That's for whoever, you to figure whoever out. Whoever wrote that question. Yes. Okay, Jeff, how about this one for you? When do you know you're ready to start dating again? <sighs> you know, I don't know. <laughs> That's my answer. It's, 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 it's all so personal, you know? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I feel like we don't know if we're ready. Well, I guess the first answer might be like, are you wanting to date because you're feeling really desperate? Is it coming from a place of like urgency? Um, if so, you might be trying to like date for validation or date because you feel extremely lonely date because you're feeling a lot of grief because of your last partner. Like, is there a bad emotion that you're trying to cover up? Mm -hmm. Is that like the main reason or only reason that you're trying to date? Otherwise, sometimes we don't really know if we're ready to date until we start dating. And then when we go on some first first dates, we're just like, oh, I'm ready for this and I'm okay. Or there's just like a little bit of like extra sadness and grief that I need to to process. I'm going to take dating really slow. Um, So if you're dating out of urgency or desperation, probably not the best time to date. If you don't know and you're curious and just go ahead and go on a few dates, there's, that's totally fine and see what happens. See how you feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think like asking yourself, what's my intention? What do I, am I looking to get out of this? Just mm-hmm. like you said, and mm-hmm. that'll maybe tell you what you should do. Exactly. Um, all right. Next question. Uh, I really would it, I'm going to say that guess this is like, would it bug you? Would it bug you if your ex watched every one of your IG stories and your dog's IG stories? <laughs> Would it bug? So this person's asking if it would bug you if your partner is like looking at the things that you posted for other people to look at. Yeah. So you can, you know, like, like you can do on, on IG, you can see who's looking at your stories and it sounds like this person also has a separate account for their dog. Um, so when they, so when their dog posts stories, they can see that their ex is watching their dog's stories. And I, I love that, that you have a separate account for your dog. I wish I knew what it was. I'd follow it. Um, (laughs) do you find it irritating? If you find it irritating, maybe block them. Yeah. Right. This, and again, this, this, this falls back on somebody else's behavior. Mm -hmm. We can't control. Mm-hmm. So let's look at why you find that irritating. Mm-hmm. What is it? Is it that you don't want them to see what you're doing? Is it that, you know, there's a whole bunch of questions there. Sarah, I think, of- I feel like it's partly like, if you broke up with me, then why are you still interested in me sort of thing? Like, um, yeah. we should, uh, so it's sort of like, maybe they feel like they're sending mixed messages. Like you don't okay. want to be with me, but now you're like following me on social media. Mm-hmm. What the hell is up with that? Mm-hmm. It still seems like you want me. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe they do. I don't know. It, you, we can't yeah. read into like, that's the story. That's yeah, exactly. Different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't. And what, like, just. Take it as a compliment. And right. if you don't want them to see something, like block them, mute mm-hmm. them. There's a thousand things to do. Restrict them or just don't post anything. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's, you know. But also remember, people look at their exes and what their yeah. exes are up to. Totally. That is just, we're going to be curious. We we want to do the comparison. We're just going to do that. for And, and everybody has their reasons for why. Yeah. 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 Like right. Sarah's saying, try not to read into it. Would I find it irritating? I might find it irritating right after a breakup if there's like still extra feelings that I'm processing. So I'd probably block them. 
until I didn't yeah. feel irritated anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there yeah. you go. You're in control of your feelings. Exactly. All right. Next question mm-hmm. is, how do you feel about your partner following Instagram models? I had so many questions okay. from people being like, uh, and, and, and usually the question is like, I don't like that my partner is following these mm-hmm. like hotties. What can I do about it? Um, I don't know. There's lots of things you can do about it. But the first thing you might want to do about it is just like let them know that you're having feelings about it. And maybe there's like some insecurity that's coming up or something like let them know that you feel insecure. Just be curious and ask them why they follow them. Right. Yeah. And, and what is the fear? Mm -hmm. So they're following, you know, these Instagram hotties that are, are doing what it's like, what's the difference? Would you be mad if there was like a Maxim magazine that Mm. were, Mm-hmm. In the bath that was in the bathroom, or like mm-hmm. that's the same thing. We got like looking at hot chicks on mm-hmm. in, in little clothing. Mm-hmm. So this is just a different media, different, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, so and ask them what, yeah, system. what is it that's making angry? Is it the fear that maybe he's going to leave me for one of those Instagram models? Let's play that game. What's the likelihood of that? <laughs> percentage wise like sure. all yeah. the followers chances are good they, they're all these women probably have like two two million followers okay, right. he's got two million followers your boyfriend mm-hmm. he yeah that guy mm-hmm. he's gonna slide into her dms and then he's gonna play it so smooth that she's going to ignore all the other dms that she gets and i get i have i have a couple of those friends who i'm like are so fucking beautiful and they're like these men are like, I'll be your sugar daddy. Here's how much I'll pay you. No. Like, yeah. so, okay. So your boyfriend's going to, in all, in that mix is going to like shoot his shot and say the thing that's going to then make this Instagram model stop in her tracks. <laughs> and then what? Fly out to wherever you live and hang out with them. Mm-hmm. Let's get, let's get realistic here. Right. It's unlikely. It's unlikely. It's so like, say, what's the likelihood of that? Well, let's just be kind. Two percent. <laughs> That's even high. that is big. Yeah. So generous. Yeah. Is that the amount of worry? The the amount of worry and the amount of thinking that you're doing over this is that appropriate for a two percent likelihood of the? Yeah, the likelihood is incredibly low. Incredibly low. And the, but then it kind of goes into like. You know, I think that some people might look at it as like, uh, or might feel like they want to be like the number one object of desire mm-hmm. all the time with their partner, and, they, and maybe they feel threatened, or they feel like there's like even like some sort of cheating might be going mm-hmm. on by just like looking at people and being aroused by other people or something. Um, well, and you know, for me, I'm like. I like it when my partner is getting aroused by anything and everyone. Yeah. I think it's like hot and sexy. Let's Go talk ahead. about it and look at all the sexy people together. But if you, but if that's like not okay for you and you don't want to be in a relationship with somebody that like follows all these hot models, then you should talk about it at the very beginning of a relationship to make sure mm-hmm. that you're on the same page. If it's that yes. important to you. Otherwise think about what Sarah said. The likelihood is extremely low that anything yeah. is going to happen. And if you're feeling insecure or threatened, then bring it up. You know, I, this is a, a situation that I can say in my marriage, I experienced where mm. I felt jealousy for people that my ex-husband followed. And I, I had those feelings of insecurity mm-hmm. and 
it, what really bothered me when I, when it came down to it was that I felt like there were rules that were for him and rules that were for me. Mm. And the thing that, that I didn't like was that I was creating a, an expectation for myself and for him that I wasn't communicating that I was like, this is what I'm doing. This is how I'm going to show up in this relationship. I'm not going to follow, you know, any guys who I could think about in that Mm -hmm. way, or that would like, I don't know, make me have feelings that aren't for my partner. Mm -hmm. I chose to do that with Mm -hmm. the assumption that he was also going to feel the same way. And that's Mm -hmm. not fair. That's Mm -hmm. not. And what I really wanted was the freedom to be able to have this rules, the same rules apply that did for him and did for me. So that, that could it be something like that? Mm -hmm. Why don't you follow some super highs like that or whatever makes you feel good? Yeah, totally. That's okay. If like, you know, just make sure that the rules, the same Rules and expectations for one person also apply to it. I support that. Yeah. Um, okay. Oof, Jeff, is it okay to keep thinking about your ex? <laughs> I feel like this like it's it's if you're still thinking about your ex, it's it's hard to turn that off. You know mm-hmm. what you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So is it okay that you're still thinking about your ex? Yeah. It's okay that you're still thinking about your ex. I'm not going to judge your thoughts. I'm not going to judge your fantasies. I might judge your behaviors, mm-hmm. right? That's something that we can judge and think about if that's ethical or moral. But if you're still thinking about your ex, then there's no context here. Like, are you, yeah. did you break up a week ago or did you break up 10 years ago? Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Even, even whatever the, however long it's been, it's okay if you're still thinking about your ex. But it sounds like maybe you're doing it to a degree that's, uncomfortable or that bothers you, or maybe somebody's telling you that it's not okay to think about your ex. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's the case, then go ahead and deliberately try to pivot your thoughts onto something else or try to like dig into why you're thinking about your ex. Are you thinking about your ex because there's things about that relationship that you want to experience again in new relationships? Are you thinking about mm. them because you're still in love with them and you want to give them another chance? Uh, what does it mean? What's the meaning here is what I want to know. Yes. Oh, I love that first one. Like that this could be something that you want in future relationships. Is it the person or is it the mm-hmm. relationship, intimacy, the togetherness, having somebody there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the same question I might ask myself if I start like randomly crushing on somebody while I'm in a relationship and be like, Oh, yeah. am I crushing on this person because they feel really playful because like they get my sense of humor because they, I feel listened to and understood by them. How can I create that? Or experience more yes. of that in my current relationship. Like, this yes. is just like good feedback and information for me. No big deal. I'm yes. not going to judge myself. I love that. That is such, if we can just really remember that, ha- like, try to be understanding and passionate and have a curiosity towards ourselves rather than a judgment. Oh my God, why am I thinking about my ex? How about, like, mm-hmm. that's a, you can say it differently. Hmm, I wonder why I'm thinking about my ex. Yeah. Just be curious about it. Just change the tone. Uh, okay, next question. Uh, what to do when I feel like the dating pool is completely dry? Hmm. And only once yes. in a blue moon do they feel like they like someone. Mm-hmm. I hear this a lot. I mean, you know, I live in Portland in the Pacific Northwest, so I hear a lot about how the boys are just the worst. They're all, they have the Peter Pan syndrome. They don't grow up. They are not emotionally mature or intelligent. 
Is that happening over in Denver too? Is it the same boys? Uh, I'm pretty sure this is a nationwide thing. <laughs> yeah. They've written articles about this. Uh, yeah. The Atlantic just did an article. It's titled mm-hmm. "What's the pro- What's the Problem with Men?" or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Talk about a whole bunch. Um, not you guys listening. You guys no. are great, You're fantastic. Wonderful. Not you. You guys are wonderful. Uh, but the, that. This is the same thing I got from uh, when I was living in Los Angeles. I heard the same thing. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it's worst in diff- certain neighborhoods. But uh, you know, I, I also hear the same thing from people in Denver. You know, I think it. <sighs> so there is so, so like that is a thing where like it can yeah. feel like there's not a lot of good options out there. But also, it might be you, like. Yeah. You might be closing yourself. Yeah. (laughs) That's my, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I want to validate you that like it's rough out there. And also I want to encourage you to like, is there anything you can do? Cause this question seems to be coming from kind of like a helpless, powerless sort of place. Like it's completely dry. I only once in a blue moon, do I like somebody? Mm -hmm. Um, so I guess maybe expand your criteria. Don't be as picky. Ugh, I don't know. I, I feel bad saying that, but it seems like that's kind of like your only option or move to a different city where you're going to probably experience yes. this. anyway. I don't know. It, it depends because, where you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It depends. And, and it, you're not, it might follow you. And it yeah. is, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think it's really important. Like you said, to look at like, what's the criteria that you are, 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 I don't know. How are you, how are you picking these guys? You know, I recognized that when I was online dating and when I was on the apps, I picked guys who just had good photos, like almost like good quality photos. Mm -hmm. And the kind of guys who often have the good photos are narcissistic assholes. (laughs) I hate to be like that, but it's the truth. Not you, Eli. Eli, you're fantastic. Uh, But there, that... It just happened to be that he was on reality TV, so he had good photos. Sure. But you know, so uh, so I look. I was like, man, I'm I'm I tend to pick guys who have good photos and and good and and maybe like real quick say no to somebody who doesn't have mm-hmm. photos that look like mine, which are like produced and I have a camera right. person and like this is like what I do for a living and all this stuff. And so maybe how we're judging people just right off the bat might change like uh, it might affect like what kind of people we're mm-hmm. going on dates with yeah totally you know? and so like kind of what sarah's saying like uh look past their photos or yeah. look for people that maybe don't have the most professional amazing photos and expand your search criteria so yeah. if you're like only going to date people that are six feet or over it's the would dumbest you, thing in the whole world. Would you really not date someone who's five nine and has all of the qualities that you're looking for? Like, you would forget that they're three inches under your preferred height in a second, right? right? In seconds. Let me tell you, I I am with a short king, mm-hmm. and it is the best. <laughs> and there's nothing sexier than a confident guy like with a tall woman mm. and you know I'm only one eighth of an inch taller than him, but with heels. To be up to three to four inches and it's the best. And I feel like women should not write off men who are shorter than them. It is. Don't do that. Mm. You are, are 
overlooking. I did not mean that to be a pun, but <laughs> it is. Here we are. Uh, all of these amazing men who, in my experience, I'm going to go ahead and say this. And uh, nobody's going to be mad that I say this. Uh, short guys are always better at oral sex. <laughs> I don't. I think a comedian said that they're just closer, <laughs> and they look to the area, so they're more familiar with it. Somebody said that, but uh, that has been my experience. Tall yeah. guys, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> Short guys are better in bed. Short guys, there you go. That's all you need to hear. Yeah. Short guys are better yeah. in bed. Yeah. yeah, there you go. I said it. Mm-hmm. Expand your criteria, whether it's like height or age or profession. I don't know. Just like. Meet more people, yeah. give them a chance. Yeah. And yeah. then even expand how you're, you're meeting people. You know, I have a couple of friends that have recently tried speed dating mm-hmm. and loved it. Mm-hmm. Really, really loved the, the experience felt like it was more authentic, you know, met great people. There are different ways to date and it's not, you know, these are, these are really eligible people who mm-hmm. are showing up at these speed dating events so check Check it out yeah singles events oh i was just at a bar the other night and i was like what's happening everybody has name tags here and it was a singles event and they all were super cute i mean they're like 10 years younger than me so i'm like you guys are out of my dating pool also i'm not single but i was like oh look at all these hotties hanging out having a good time i love this for single people Mm -hmm. yes um okay okay next question we've answered that one I feel like we have time. Oh, yes, we have time for a few more. Yeah. Uh, how about this one? When someone says wrong time, like oh, timing's not lining up, when is it okay to check back in? I don't. I really like this question. Yeah. <laughs> Although I don't know if I, I don't know if I have a really good answer. Um, Any time, as long as they're single. Oh yeah. Okay. There you go. There's your answer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but check back in in a non creepy way, just sort of like yes. float it by them. We're not going to pressure anybody. We're not going to like try to like state our case or corner them or something. Just sort of like, you know, what would be up. your move? What would be your, your, you know, your, your, <laughs> you ha- you, you're thinking about this person. It's mm. been a while. They were like, Oh, I, I, timing's not right. Maybe, you know, you can imagine like me when I just moved to Denver. Like I can't date right now. It's too much. To... <laughs> I mean, I would get it. I would try to like not take it personally because there's really the, the wrong time is a real thing, right? Um, although it could also be a nice way to tell somebody that you're not interested. So mm-hmm. I would probably check back in at least one more time to see if it's like you're not interested in me or if it's actually the wrong time. Um, and I might just be kind of like playful and add levity to it. Right. So yes. like, ah, well, here we are again. We're both single. We're both trying to like find somebody, right. We're just, or I'm kind of like connecting with you and sharing the experience that you're having, um, where I'm like kind of obviously putting it on the table, but I'm not like, do you want to go date me? Unless I feel yeah. like I want to like be really straightforward about it. Um, but I'm just going to kind of like point out our similarities. We're both single. We're both looking for like really mature, emotionally mature people. We're looking for somebody that like who's adventurous. I'm adventurous too. I don't know. What are you thinking? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I feel like you have to see if there's, if it feels almost like the door is left open for friendship or something like that, mm-hmm. I feel like I would almost just shoot my shot and invite him 
mm-hmm. to an event, something that's very low stakes, like a sporting event, mm-hmm. like where you don't have to talk a lot, but doesn't feel datey. It's just like, Hey, I got tickets to see, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. like they're in town. You want to go check this out with me? Like, yeah, that's it could be his friends. It could, and then give you an opportunity to kind of like feel it out. Yeah. And then you could know, you know, should you smooch him at the end of the night? <laughs> the problem is that you might be already in the friend zone. So then if you go do something that's friendly, it's hard to kind of transition into something that's more romantic. Yeah, that's why you got to smooch them. Go for the kiss. <laughs> there you go. Like, Sarah and if says. they move their cheek and give you a hug, then you got your answer. Yeah, none of that is congruent communication. You should definitely—that's like what I would do, but not what I don't do. That you just ask them. <laughs> be be c- communicate. <sighs> Straightforward. You can you, know? you can write them a little note. Do you like me? Do you like like me? Yes, no, maybe. That's kind of cute. I know Pacific. it sounds so silly. Mm-hmm. I was just talking about this the other day, or I'm like. We had it right back then. Just like straight up ask. Listen, yeah. Yeah. you feeling this? Yeah. Check yes or no. Yeah. I, I wish it. we could just go back to that. I know. Nap times, snack time, recess, and little notes that say, do you like me? Check yes or no. <laughs> All we needed. Uh, okay. Okay. Mm, oh, this one's a good one. That's kind of ch- switching it up a bit. Mm-hmm. What should you expect at a first therapy session? I start therapy next week. Mm. congratulations shout out to you for prioritizing your mental health Mm -hmm. what do you think what can somebody expect at the first session with you jeff with me i'm not doing any like real therapy like i'm not going to like dive in and analyze what's going on or whatever Um, i'm going to probably like start out with like what brings you in today what would you like to address what are you looking for in therapy do you have any questions for me you know, it's just sort of like, I get to know you. Do you, Are you vibing me? Are we vibing together? I'll let you know if I think I'm a good match for you uh, at the end of the session. And then you can kind of like decide. I'm also probably going to give you referrals maybe to like other people so you can shop around like Sarah was saying before. Um, but I think that some people are kind of like worried or a little scared of what might come up in the first session. It doesn't have to be a trauma dump. It doesn't have to be like really heavy. If you want it to be, then I'll like hold that space and we can like kind of get into stuff, but I'm probably not going to make it really intense. Mm, yeah. yeah. I like that. And I, I like to take the pressure off the client and know that I'll provide the structure and mm, the, mm-hmm. the, uh, you don't have to worry about, Oh, I'm going to come in with all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm in the, I'm in the data collection stage mm-hmm. of the process. And so I will do a, a maybe a timeline or this mm-hmm. thing called a genogram, which kind of like looks at your family history, but through lens of like maybe some mental health issues or mm-hmm. things like that, big, important events, and just kind of learning a little bit more about who the person is, because, you know, I would say my clients are experts in, in themselves. They are the expert. I am there to know the experience as they know it and through mm-hmm. what they share with me. So I'm just kind of collecting information and yeah, don't, don't worry, don't stress out. And then it's not like, we, you know, crack over the chest and make you pour out all right. your feelings day one. So, right. Yeah. It's, it's usually pretty easy breezy and yeah. a really like interesting thought provoking, maybe like session to have, but nothing too intense. Yeah, maybe a little review of what their the therapeutic process looks like, mm-hmm. how change kind of takes place, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Ah, oh, 
Oh, I think we have time for one more in here. Which one do you want to do? Hmm. Why are women so annoying? They are constantly trying to tell me their opinion. <laughs> is that really on here? That is that is a wow. question that I got. Um, which is which what do feels you say? like it's a real throwback. You know, I, I wasn't expecting to see a question like that. Right. <laughs> like, um, did he listen to all the other questions <laughs> or all the other? Did, has he seen any of your other videos? I know, right? Yeah. Did he just find you? Uh huh. <laughs> Okay, we're back in the archives a bit. But. They are constantly trying to tell me their opinion. I really enjoy that. I, I love that they're telling you their opinion. Um, this I don't is find called that. communication. Yeah, I think maybe you're the annoying one, possibly. Oh, like, this is kind of yeah. like your issue and not so much theirs. We're, like, encouraging folks to tell people about their wants and needs and desires and expectations. So I'm here to hear all of the opinions. So... You know, not to, to call this person out, but this is a lot of the uh, attitude that the Atlantic article that I was referring mm. to of, of what's the matter with men discussed, mm. that what we're seeing is women are raising the bar for mm-hmm. uh, uh, emotional intelligence and what we need in a relationship and what communication looks like. And it's not, you know, and the the unfortunate thing is that the model that a lot of men got for that kind of man isn't available. I mean, if you think about it, a lot of our parents weren't allowed to be in the hospital when the babies were born because that's just how they did it. Mm -hmm. Like, Oh, dad, stay outside. You're not, that wasn't even a thing. Like, can you imagine how even starting there from like the Mm -hmm. day the baby's born, it's like, Oh, this is a mom's job. You're out there. Your job is to be away and just like make the money and whatever it is. And, and Mm -hmm. mow the lawn, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's, it's only recently that we've really started to ask more of, of men and of dads and all, you know, partners and all that. And it's, it's going to take some time, but what she's asking for is healthy communication and what, what, you know, somebody talking to you and like sharing their opinion about things is, probably discussing boundaries and, and, and it, it might mean that you have to have some uncomfortable conversations mm-hmm. and that's not necessarily the worst thing because no. it's only through discomfort that we get growth. Right. Exactly. So you're going to have to get used to, to it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like if you want to have good, Sorry, healthy, long-term relationships change. Yeah. yeah. You got to like Bro. go to therapy, like learn, you know, I will say, uh, in his defense, could this maybe, you know, the the thing that where he lost me was when it was like all women. And then I'm like, okay, now I know you're, you're mm-hmm. just talking out your ass. But if it were specific, like my partner, you know, right. it's always, there could be that kind of parent child dynamic going on where mm-hmm. one partner, the partner's like, should, 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 you should do this. You should do this, which never feels good or you know, something like that. So is it maybe something like that? Uh, okay. I don't know, but it just sounds more like a fair point. Yeah. If you feel like you're being condescended or shamed yes. or then like give them that feedback and ask them to communicate with you in a way that doesn't feel like you're being attacked or you're being yes. looked down on or something. Yeah. And I'll is- give you a little, a little mad lib for it. Sure. I feel blank when you do blank and what I need is blank. Mm-hmm. There you go. And I feel 
that first plank is an actual feeling, not just like, I feel like you're an idiot. You right. can't say that. And we need an actual feeling. <laughs> yes, an emotion. Yes, an emotion. Yes. So. Mm-hmm. There we go. Well, that was a fun little rapid. How do you think I did? did I, I think do, you actually did, did really well. Yeah. We got through like, what, 15 or so questions. That's really good for you. Phew. Thank you. Thank job, you. Sarah. And you too did fantastic job, as per usual. Uh, all right, friends. Well, uh, if you have questions for us, uh, we will be checking our DMs for that. So slide into them let us know what kind of things you guys want us to talk about what questions you have and hopefully we will be able to answer your question here on this changes everything we'll see you next time bye